Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents from around the world. I'm Do Hongyu. Coming up in this edition, former U.S. President Donald Trump has been charged for allegedly conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. The first French military plane carrying European nationals evacuated from Niger has arrived in Paris, and more than a million people have been relocated after flooding in the Beijing-Tianjin-Hebei region. Starting in North America, former U.S. President Donald Trump is facing four charges in his third indictment. He's charged with conspiring to overturn the 2020 presidential election result, along with six yet-to-be-named co-conspirators. Nick Harper has more. All to do with his actions on January the 6th, 2021, the day that the U.S. Capitol was attacked, and the former president's attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. So, just to run you through these charges, they are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Conspiracy of obstruction of and the attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. The special prosecutor Jack Smith, who's been heading up this investigation, read out those charges. Let's listen to what else he had to say. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It's described in the indictment. It was fueled by lies. Prosecutors also say in that indictment that Trump, despite knowing that his claims were false, he continued to push them. Well, Donald Trump has put out a statement, a statement that came out very quickly after this indictment was announced. In it, he said that this is nothing more than the latest corrupt chapter in the continued pathetic attempt by the Biden crime family and their weaponized Department of Justice to interfere with the 2024 presidential election, in which President Trump is the undisputed frontrunner and leading by substantial margin. That was Nick Harper reporting from Washington. Moving on to Africa, European countries are evacuating their nationals from Niger following last week's coup. France, Italy, and Spain are arranging flights over fears citizens will become trapped in the country. Hundreds of foreign nationals have gathered at Niamey International Airport, hoping to be evacuated. Niger's airspace is closed, limiting opportunities to leave the country. Ajak Mangut reports. Ecowas leaders gave the military leaders in Niger one week to reinstate President Bazoum or face military force. They also imposed other economic sanctions on the country. But some political experts are concerned that the there's little or you know that Ecowas might not be able to do much to reverse the coup in Niger, given the antecedents in Burkina Faso and Mali, where. Uh, Ecowas was not able to get the transitional or the military rulers in those country uh, in those countries to hand over power to the uh, democratically elected uh, presidents of those countries. And there's also the concern of the uh, economic cost or the economic implication of sending troops. Uh, to Niger because uh, some of those countries in the Ecowas uh, region, you know, have their own domestic issues that they are dealing with, like insecurity, uh, inflation, and uh, poverty as well. The military that took over power in Niger, led by General Abdurrahman Etiani, has said that uh, Ecowas should not uh, intervene militarily. 
uh, because, you know, it's not going to sit back and uh, watch intervention either from the West or from the regional bloc coming into Niger to try and uh, rescue the detained uh, President Mohamed Bazoum. Uh, we've also seen uh, supporters of this coup uh, coming out to, to say that uh, they do not want any Western uh, intervention. We've seen protests uh, on the streets of the capital, Nyame, for those who support the coup uh, plotters. And they, they attacked the French embassy, which is a former colonial power uh, in that country. And then we're seeing now the transitional government in Burkina Faso and Mali coming out to support uh, these uh, coup plotters in Niger, saying that uh, any military intervention in that country would be a declaration of war. That was Adek Magut in Nigeria. In Europe, a French military plane carrying European nationals from Niger has arrived in Paris. It's the first evacuation flight after last week's coup in the West African nation. French officials said there were about 600 citizens waiting to leave, along with 400 people from other European countries. Ross Cullen has more from Paris. The whole situation at the moment is obviously very tense with civilians now trying to get out of uh, Niger. Uh, two warnings from the military junta's next door in the bordering countries of Mali and Burkina Faso about the fact that if there were to be armed intervention into Niger, that would be a declaration of war as far as the military leaders in Burkina Faso and Mali see it. The transitional governments of Burkina Faso and Mali expressed their fraternal solidarity and the solidarity of the peoples of Burkina Faso and Mali to the people of Niger, which have decided, with all responsibility, to take his destiny into its own hands and to assume before history the fullness of its sovereignty. The transitional governments of Burkina Faso and Mali invite the forces involved to be ready and mobilized in order to lend a hand to the people of Niger in these dark hours of pan-Africanism. So that pressure still coming on from the economic community of West African states and from France, the former colonial power, along with the European Union and the African Union, to restore the democratically elected Mohamed Barzoum to power. And while those negotiations and those conversations go on, and while the sanctions continue to be imposed, European countries are now taking the initiative of laying on flights for their citizens to be evacuated from inside Niger. That was Ross Cullen reporting. Finally, in Asia, Typhoon Kanun has killed at least one person in Japan. High winds knocked out power in over 200,000 homes in Okinawa. Authorities have advised nearly 700,000 people in the tourist destination to leave. The Transportation Ministry has cancelled flights and suspended ferry services. Chris Gilbert reports from Tokyo. We're looking at the main event in Okinawa. Typhoon Kanun has arrived near the main city of Naha, bringing those 12-meter uh, waves, the 180 millimeters of torrential rain, gusts up to 230 kilometers per hour, and it is being felt. Some injuries have been reported. There has been one death reported as well, that of a 90-year-old man who passed away in hospital after being rescued from the rubble of his garage which had collapsed in the strong winds. Uh, officials in Okinawa had said that they were concerned about people not evacuating. The typhoon is expected to linger around Okinawa for the rest of the day. Over the next couple of days, it is going to move northwest towards the eastern coast of China, the periphery of the typhoon, uh, licking the coastline just below Shanghai with wind and rain. 
And on Monday, it is expected to turn back towards Japan, towards the main island of Kyushu and the town of Kagoshima there, which has already experienced torrential flooding and rain over the past few weeks. So uh, just more misery in store for Kyushu as well. That was Chris Gilbert on extreme weather in Japan. In China, more than a million people have been relocated after flooding in Beijing, Tianjin, and Hebei province. Rain and flood have eased in the Chinese capital after days of heavy downpours killed 11 people and flooded homes. Communication, power, and water supplies were disrupted in some areas. As floodwaters start to recede, people are beginning to clean the mud and assess their damage. Sun Ye reports from western Beijing, one of the worst affected regions. In Mentougou, one of the city's worst heat areas, floodwaters are receding, but the recovery work ahead looks daunting. Mr. Lee told us the water carried his car away from its parking spot. He saw what happened on social media and had been alerted by many who saw the dramatic scene. He's grateful that nothing else was claimed by the most severe weather event he'd seen in his life. This shop owner said the floodwaters reached waist high when his employees evacuated. No one has seen anything like this in at least 50 years, he said. And the only thing for them to do, we will keep cleaning, he told us. The strip of small shops still has no water or electricity. People had been evacuated and relocated in parts of the Chinese capital. This 63-year-old told us that he was terrified when he saw the floods outside of his window. He feels safe now at a primary school that's been transformed into a temporary shelter. Authorities continue to caution that there are still chances for floods, flash floods, and other types of natural disasters. That was Sun Ye reporting. Before we go, here's a recap of the top stories. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has been charged for allegedly conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. The first French military plane carrying European nationals evacuated from Niger has arrived in Paris. And more than a million people have been relocated after flooding in northern China. That concludes this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Do Hongyi. Thank you for listening.